Chapter 11 of South Sea Idols by Charles Warren Stoddard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 11 Under a Grass Roof A Leaf Torn at Random from a Tropical Notebook. At Kahakuloa, under a terrific hill and close upon a frothing tongue of the sea, I draw rein. The act is simply a formality of mine. Probably the animal would have paused here of its own free will, for he has been rehearsing his stops a whole hour back, during which time he limped somewhat and reaped determinedly the few tufts of dry grass that nature had provided him by the trailside. The clouds were falling, the cliffs were festooned with damp gauze, the air is moist and cool. A grass hut of uncommon purity stands invitingly by. A moon-faced youth, whose spotless garments appeal to me as he overtook our caravan a mile back, says, Will you eat and sleep? I am but human, and a hungry and sleepy human at that. So I tip off from my mule's back with gratitude and alacrity. In a moment the fine linen of mine host is hung upon its peg, and a good study of the nude returns to me for further orders. I am literally famishing, and the mule is already up to his ears in watercress. But then I have ridden, and he has carried me. How just, O oh Mother Nature, are thy judgments! With the superb poses of a trained athlete, the nude swings a fowl by the neck, and shortly it is plucked and potted together with certain vegetables of the proper affinities. Then he swathes a fish in succulent leaves and buries it in hot ashes, and then he smokes his peace pipe. Pipe no sooner lighted than mouths mysteriously gather. Five, ten, a dozen of them magically assemble at the smell of smoke, and take their turn at the curled shell, with a hollow stalk for a mouthpiece. Dinner, at last. Oh, fish, fruit, and fowl, on a mat, on a floor, in a grass hut, at evening. How excellent are these! Amen! Night, supper over, someone twanging upon a stringed instrument of rude native origin. Gossip lags, darkness and silence, and a cigarette. The nude rises haughtily and lights a lamp that looks very like a diminutive coffee-pot with a great flame in the nose of it. He hangs it against a beam already blackened with smoke to the peak of the roof. Again the peace-pipe sweeps the home circle and is passed out to the mouths of the neighborhood. Guests drop down upon us and fill the one aperture of the hut with rows of curious, welcoming faces. Assorted dogs press through the door in turn, receive a slap from each member of the family, and retreat with invisible tails. Sudden impulses set all tongues wagging in unison. Impulses, equally sudden and unaccountable, enjoin protracted intervals of silence. The sea breathes heavily. There is a noise of raindrops sliding down the thatch. Guests disperse with a kind aloha. We are alone with the night. The spirit of repose descends upon us. One by one the dusky members of mine host's household roll themselves into mummies and lie in a solemn row along the side of the room, sleeping. I also will sleep. 
a great bark cloth kappa that rattles as though it had received seven starchings is all mine for covering a royal kappa this of exceeding stiffness i lie with my eyes to the roof and count the beams that look like an arbor what is it as large as my thumb cased in brown armor a roach a melancholy procession of roaches passes from one side of the hut over the roof with their backs downward and descending on the other side by the beams a hundred of them perhaps or a thousand the cry is still they come there is a noise of tiny feet upon the roof and it isn't rain there is a sound as of falling objects that escape before i can catch them my hand rests upon a cool moist creature that writhes under it an animated spinal column with four legs at one end of it away thou slimy newt something runs over the matting making a still smaller clatter as it goes something looking like a toy train of dirt cars ah the venomous and wily centipede put out the coffee-pot for these sights are horrible now i will sleep with my face under the kappa silence serene silence and darkness profound the sea beating in agony at the foot of the big hill a time for lofty and sublime reverie more rain outside the hut gusts of wind wailing as they rush past us thanks for the shelter my pillow saturated with coconut oil ah what savage dreams may have disturbed these sleepers no matter we'll get a wink of sleep before daybreak sleep at last how refreshing art thou hello the coffee-pot in a blaze again the nude smoking his peace-pipe children eating and making merry daybreak no midnight perchance darkness without darkness once more by request within come again bright dream horror the house shaken as by an earthquake gnashing of teeth distinctly audible the mule undoubtedly eating up the side of the grass hut anon quiet restored a suggestion of moonlight through the open door the twanging of the stringed affair a responsive twang in the distance someone steals cautiously forth into the starlight all is not well at kahakula rain over mule vegetating elsewhere roaches subdued sea comparatively quiet welcome kind nature's sweet restorer humming of voices rolling of dogs about the house ditto of children ditto broad daylight and breakfast waiting mule saddled and with a mouthful of roses looking fresh and happy mule boy eager for the fray time up adieu adieu oh beautiful kahakuloa i must away above the terrible hill hang clouds and shadows fringes of rain obscure the trail as it climbs persistently to heaven but up that trail into and through those clouds and shadows i pursue my solitary pilgrimage End of chapter eleven